All right, welcome into Patriots Sports. This is Nick Trussell kicking us off here. I'm uh, in the studio with Reese Bennett. Reese, how you doing, man? Doing well. Monday, September 6th, Labor Day. I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be back. Um, we had a good weekend. Yeah, we had a really good weekend. Um, and if I, I don't know if you guys can tell, but we're actually missing a member uh, of the crew here. So it's just me and Reese. Yeah, our our good friend and host Will Dundon. He had a big day yesterday. He got married um, to his lovely wife, Madison. It was We were both there. It was a beautiful wedding. Um, reception was awesome. Great food. Great to see all of our friends, um, you know, from high school and college and the family and everything. So we had a great time. Yeah, we, we did have a great time, and it was great to see uh, some friends. Some friends even flew flew across the pond yeah. back from London to come in, and uh, the reception was great. And we ended the night with a Hummer limo, and then uh, went went downtown to Nashville. So we uh, we had a good time out there for sure. And my favorite part about um, the wedding was probably the Martin's barbecue. Yeah, it was I mean, so the wedding started at five thirty, and we're waiting for food for like I don't know, maybe an hour and a half, maybe yeah. two hours. I was, I was just starving. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, it was so good, though. Great, great choice by Will and Madison to have Martin's Barbecue um, for the reception food. So that was that was really good. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the barbecue was great. They had some good mac and cheese. And overall, I mean, the venue looked nice. They had good music. Oh, yeah. 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 Our song requests went through. Friends yeah. in low places. Mine, mine got played. So. Yeah, we uh, we had Rocky Top get in there as well. So, yeah, that was a crowd. That, that was a definite crowd pleaser and i tell you what i'm not a potato salad guy and i know i keep talking about food but the potato salad was unreal it was unreal. the seasoning whatever seasoning they put in there was very good i'm going back to martin's just for the potato salad you might have to and you know potato salad i feel like it's just kind of that makes you think about football it does yeah it's kind of a a football tailgating type of thing. yeah and it's always there it's always there you go to any tailgate any barbecue any like game day setup, there's going to be a big bowl of potato salad there. So yeah. it's such a football food. It really is. And I'm glad that I kind of like it now. Yeah. No, I, I've always been uh, a bigger fan of potato salad. And, you know, it's just a staple. It's easy to make. Most people like it. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it kind of makes sense why it's a football food. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's just going to be me and Nick tonight. Uh, Will and his wife are on their honeymoon in Cabo, I believe. So he's – He's not really missing anything special here. He's having the time of his life in Mexico on the beach while we have to go back to normal life. Yeah, we at least uh, get Labor Day off, though. So, yeah. Uh, that was nice to get a little recovery day in. But, uh, of course, we'll we'll be having a great time out in Mexico. So we're going to hold it down in the studio for him. And we, we won't we won't slander the Nebraska Huskers. We're going to. We're going to talk nicely yeah, about them. We're actually, um, and that's a kind of a great segue into our first segment here, Reese. We always, uh, as some of our listeners, groundhogs, worms, roots, um, nuggets. nuggets, whatever you want to call yourself, really, um, know Will is a big Nebraska fan. We usually like to do a little bit of coverage on the Huskers as we get it kicked off. Uh, so I'll let Reese kind of get into it here. Yes. So, I mean, after a terribly uh, soul-crushing loss to Illinois in Week Zero, uh, the Huskers bounced back with a – very easy game against the Fordham Rams, and they come out on top 52-7. to seven. I didn't really get to watch any of it, um, but 
I went back and saw the highlights and I'm looking up the stats. It looks like Adrian Martinez had a good game. I mean, he was 11 for or 17 for 23, 254 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, had 33 yards running on the ground with two touchdowns running. So it, Nebraska, it was good for them to come out of that terrible week zero loss and kind of get their feet back under them, um, you know, and do some good things. Yeah. And I mean, Fordham, uh, they're obviously no Alabama, but uh, they're they're a tough Patriot League team. Uh, they're routinely routinely uh, up there for their conference. So, you know, that's never a game you can just kind of toss to the side. Uh, so it's good to see the Hustlers kind of get some momentum going their way and uh, get a big win. Yeah, and, and I don't know a bunch of Nebraska players, but this guy I'm looking at, his name is Samori Tour, I think. Eight receptions, 133 yards, 16.6 uh, yards per catch. Wow. That's it. That's impressive. That's up there with. Well, I mean, that's kind of AJ Brown esque. Oh yeah, yards after catch, probably. Yes. But I mean, good for Nebraska to you know bounce back. Big bounce back week. Yeah, they're they're feeling good about themselves again. So, and I was talking with Will uh, and his little brother as well, Wes, who's a uh, big fan of Nebraska. Um, we were talking about not a great look for Illinois because, or not a great look for Nebraska, not a great look for Illinois either. Illinois lost to UT San Antonio. Oh yeah. Um, UTSA. UTSA and Illinois just beat Nebraska. So Will and West, their kind of explanation on it was that it's Nebraska shooting themselves in the foot like they always do. That really all that shows is Nebraska has the power to beat themselves through mistakes Missing extra points, muffing that punt. Oh, on the, yeah. So bad. So, obviously, some dumb mistakes, but they claim it's more on the uh, internal side of things and shooting them the, themselves in the foot, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think if the quarterback, Martinez, really just stops uh, looking so timid and afraid to make mistakes, he just goes out there and balls, like just guns blazing, I think, I think they can be pretty good. I mean, they've got, they've got top 25 recruiting classes, like Willis said. So, I mean, they, they can compete in the big 10 for sure. So uh, they definitely, they definitely have in the back of their heads though this weekend playing against Fordham. Hey, we need to win this one for Will. Yeah. No. On his big wedding weekend, we need to give him a win. Yeah. And a 50, a 50 burger. They were able to deliver. So gotta be happy about that. Really happy about it. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all we have. Not too too much to go into about Nebraska. Obviously, they uh, took care of business. But uh, there are a couple other games we wanted to run through. So why don't we talk about the UCLA LSU game? Oh man, so LSU came in at uh, what number sixteen? Yeah, they were number sixteen in the country. Number sixteen, in the ranked. Yeah, and they go out to um, go out to California. Um, and really just look bad. You see oh, they laid an egg. Yeah, they laid an egg. Um, and we'll give another shout out here. Uh, a good question that our friend Alex just uh, raised was, so with the hurricane and everything, that could have had more to do with this loss um, than anything else. Having to go travel to UCLA with that in the back of their heads, they had to evacuate, get out of the facilities, or yep. not be able to. 
practice as easily and as comfortably. And then also just in the back of their minds, a lot of those guys are from Louisiana and are worried about their families or safety or whatever have you. So Alex was kind of saying that he thinks that could, that could have a lot to do with how LSU played rather than the actual talent and coaching ability of the team. Yeah. Mother nature put them in a trap game. Yeah. I mean, it was really just bad, bad luck all around for it to happen in their first week. They, they booted out of, um, you know, Louisiana and they got to be away for a week before a big week one away game. Um, so prepare in a different place than you've been practicing all summer and then play a good opponent first week, um, in California, halfway across the country. It's, it, it was a perfect storm for LSU to come out and lay an egg, and they did. So, yeah. And Coach O didn't help uh, by calling some guy, uh, you know, saying, oh, "Hey, sissy, sissy blue shirt, come down here and whoop your ass." Uh, Coach O is somebody is uh, turning up the heat on his his chair. So, yeah, it's not me, but it's it's a lot of a lot of people. And one thing that I had read was. People were starting to make comparisons uh, uh, between Coach O and Joe Burrow to then Gene Chizik and Cam Newton, mm-hmm. a yeah. bad head coach that got very lucky to have a quarterback that ends up having one of the greatest seasons oh, in yeah. college football history um, and elevates the team to, to to one of the best teams ever. To one of the best teams ever. And uh, definitely there's talent there. And, I mean, LSU has good recruiting and a, a great program, so it's not – I mean, not all Joe Burrow, but I just don't know if Coach O is really going to ever win another national championship there or win another one in his career. I just don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Did did he – was it a flash in the pan um, with Joe Burrow and that team? I don't know, but they've got the facilities. They've got the fan base. They've got everything you can want. They've got the big-time recruits and five, four and five stars all over the field, but to go out – in week one and just look bad to, you know, a Chip Kelly UCLA that has been impressive so far in the first two weeks. So, yeah, not, and not, not good for LSU at all. Not good for them at all. Um, and I've, I've watched it like that quarterback. He does not look good. No, he's a lefty. He doesn't look good. He, he, he I mean, you know, sure. They, they scored, you know, 20 points or something. They put it, put him a few plays here and there, but, it was a lot of garbage time. Yeah, he that quarterback doesn't look like the guy LSU is going to compete with Alabama and Texas A&M in the West. Agreed. I mean, Auburn, I mean, is probably better than LSU at this point. You know, after a week one, you know, seeing both of the teams, but then then again, Auburn played Akron, so yeah, whatever. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I think uh, LSU could be in trouble. I don't know if Coach O really has it all together. He's going to be able to rally these guys after a bad, bad loss. Yeah, I saw something. Um, last year's LSU team, it was like the worst. The LSU team had never lost like 10 games, uh, like had 10 less wins than the season before. So that Joe Burrow season, they were 15-0. and And then last year, they they go like 5-5 five and five or something like that. Yeah. So that is the first, like, drop off of a 10 game, you lose 10 wins. That's the first time it's ever happened in LSU's history. And they're not, they didn't get off to a good start on Saturday. No. So, yeah, that's pretty much the story about LSU, I think. Um, Another SEC upset that happened was Vanderbilt ETSU. At this point, do we need to relegate Vanderbilt? 
Yeah, Vandy. <laughs> Vandy's going to have to go down to the minors for a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, that was ugly. Like, I ugly. Did. And it could have been worse, but that ETSU guy, they had long the pick six. Yeah, yeah, that, okay. That is so dumb. Yeah. ETSU had a long pick six, and the guy literally just holding the ball up in the air for the last 10 yards, and it gets called back for taunting, which, you know, to, to get away from the embarrassing loss for Vanderbilt, two rules that are really grinding my gears in this first real week of college football are taunting, you know, like, if a guy wants to celebrate, as long as it's not like, you know, like yeah, throwing the ball right in yeah. the like, like clapping in a dude's face or you know jumping on him while he's on the ground that kind of stuff like let let the let the kids play yeah. let the kids play and the other rule is targeting yeah oh my god targeting has gotten out of hand and i understand that it's looking out for player safety and they're trying to reduce head and neck injuries which i totally agree with but to for a lot of these penalties they're throwing it on like or these hits and the guys are get called for targeting. It's not intentional. Football is a fast game, and sometimes you know the head gets lowered. These guys aren't going out there trying to hurt somebody else and break their neck. Like it just happens. And for a first offense in a game on a bang bang play, and the kid gets ejected, it's 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 kind of sucks to see. I don't like the rule at all. No. I don't like the first time you get ejected. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because the game tonight. Um, is Ole Miss, Louisville, and Ole Miss is beating the brakes off them, but there was four targeting penalties called in the first half. That's just it, four. It's, it's silly. It's silly. And I get, yeah, there were probably one or, one or two of them was a legit targeting. Like, it, it's been a chippy game with some big hits, but, like, the some of them were just ridiculous calls. Yeah, it just – I don't like, you know, like I think – the guys aren't going out there trying to do it on purpose. And if it happens, it's really dumb for a kid to have to get kicked out of the game. You know, it happens in the first quarter. He gets kicked out of the game, like, on his first offense. I say, you know, if it happens twice, then maybe eject. But first time, ejection is a dumb Yeah. No, I agree. I think uh, we've gone a little bit too far on the targeting penalties and protecting the players. Because, like, sometimes a lot of these calls will be the running back is lowering their head right into the defender's head, and then the, the defender gets penalized. Um, when they there's no other way they could have made the tackle, how else are you going to? So. But, but back to Vandy, uh, ugly loss. Yeah. Ugly loss. ETSU has had a football team for, like, two years, and they went in there and absolutely smoked Vanderbilt. Yeah, no, they embarrassed him. Uh not a good luck for Clark Lee. Not a good start. Uh, he's the, the hometown hero supposed to come back and save Vanderbilt um, and bring a strong defensive mind. Clearly. Yeah. Well, it didn't happen week one. Yeah. And definitely not a good offensive mind is what they only put up three points. Yeah. It was something like that. Um, uh, Vanderbilt probably wishes that they had played ETSU in chess this weekend. Yeah. Than football. Because that was really, really ugly. At at man at home too. How do you let that happen? That's unreal. Those week one games, you know, or you know, I know Nebraska played for them in week two, but those early season games you schedule against opponents, you know, those are supposed to be like, hey, let's get in rhythm as a team. We're gonna get somebody in here that's uh, not 
you know, as talented as we are, but we're going to play a game against them and they're going to earn some money for their program. Like Vanderbilt, who knows how much they paid ETSU to come down and play them. We yeah. And they got embarrassed. Yeah. And to not to always bring it back to Tennessee, but this kind of reminds me a little bit of the Georgia State loss that we had. Um, we paid them, I think, a, a quarter of a million dollars to come and play us, and we lost. I mean, I would say ETSU is probably worse than Georgia State, but you know they had – Vanderbilt had to have paid them at least a little bit. Um, so that was not good. Clark Lee, not a great start. Um he definitely has his work cut out for him because they're not not a very talented team. But you you can't do that. You're much more talented than ETSU. So clearly that is a coaching mistake coaching at you. Oh yeah, I mean it's it's not a good look as as the first game of your uh, your tenure. You get you get kind of blown out by a way inferior team. Um, another another upset that happened this week: North Carolina. North Carolina, uh, not well. uh, a favorite in the ACC, and you know Heisman, Heisman runner, like front runner, kind of, you know, one of them, Sam Howell, like North Carolina, they lost, they lost, and uh, our listeners know that we've been pretty, pretty high on North Carolina, um, and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of the country was they're ranked number ten for a reason, um, and they did not look good. They did not look good at all. Mac Brown. Uh, Looked pretty pissed the whole game. They had, uh, they kind of, they somehow came back, um, and were at least in it, but never really in control. Virginia Tech just seemed to, to have the game rolling. They were controlling the run game, controlling the pace of the game. North Carolina never really had much of a chance. And Sam Howell did not play well. He had that ridiculous interception where he was getting sacked and, did like a 360 spinning duck of a football. He had three picks? Yeah. No, he, yeah. Interceptions. Played very poorly, and probably that, I mean, this kills his chances to win the Heisman unless he just absolutely goes off the rest of the season. But, I mean, I would think they pretty much lost all their hopes of going to the playoffs or, and somehow win the Heisman after that game. Or uh, Tennessee running back and, and Nashville guy from Montgomery Bell Academy, Ty Chandler, 10 carries, 66 yards. Not bad. Not bad. He looked decent. Um, and I, I definitely wish Ty some success. I know a lot of those, we obviously had a lot of transfers, but whether it be a coaching change or kind of a force out, because we, we all know the NCAA allegations are there so you don't know if they some players were forced to leave because they were involved with that stuff or you can't blame them if they want to leave for uh, a new coaching staff because we, we cleared house so it's good to see Ty Chandler and uh, some of those guys who left Tennessee do well yeah but so I've been saying it's uh you know before the season started what I was most excited for was the non-football stuff AKA the fans, the full stadiums, yes. all the traditions, the ball walk, the, you know, any stuff like that. And I tell you what, maybe North Carolina was so intimidated by Inter Sandman at Virginia Tech that you saw the video on the reel. Yeah. That was so awesome. It was so full loud. Stadium, so loud. It looks like everybody has their shirt off in the stands. Yeah. And it may have just been because it was a bunch of white people. Um, wearing orange in the sun from far away, but it was super cool. It looked like a wave. Yes. Oh, it was so cool. 
and just every every viral video you saw this weekend of football stadiums, you know, at Texas A&M, um, it was, you know, it's the 20th anniversary of 9-11 next weekend. And um, so we're playing at home next weekend, but Texas A&M, right after 9-11 happened um, 2001, uh, the students organized uh, that everybody would wear red, white, and blue. The upper decks were red, middle, white, and blue, and the lower decks. And it was a really awesome tribute, especially in 2001. And then they redid it this past weekend. Um, for the first game against uh, Kent State, and it looked really cool. But all the fans being back at games, oh, it just feels so good. It feels it like it just makes football so much better. Yeah, and one uh, one thing that's exciting about having fans being back at games is us being able to go back to games. Um, and I will be traveling to the, the great city of Knoxville this upcoming weekend. Uh, to see Tennessee take on Pittsburgh, a little SEC ACC matchup. The, the programs that Nathan Peterman built. Yes, yes, exactly. So, um, and like we mentioned before, we could be doing a little in-person pay dirt GoPro takeover. Takeover, yes, takeover. That's the word I'm looking for. Takeover in Knoxville while I'm there. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Could uh, see some stuff on our Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. So make sure to go follow us there. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's, I'm, I'm definitely going to be – I'm going to go to College Station and see the Aggies play for sure. I'm definitely going to go to Knoxville for some games. And uh, also, you know, the Titans uh, are going to be back in Nissan Stadium, full capacity starting on Sunday. So, yeah, the fans the fan stuff is great. But anyways, Inner Sandman probably uh, gave North Carolina some, some nervousness. So that's probably – Agreed. And another team that looked – Pretty nervous was Miami team down at South Beach. Alabama took care of business. I mean, how many points did they put up in the first quarter? 28? It, yeah, it was something. I mean, I said it in my, uh, my preseason predictions, the college football playoff. I said Alabama, and look at them again. <laughs> They're back again. They looked like Alabama, which is like a high compliment. Yeah, they – they looked like they didn't skip a beat. No, not at all. The receivers looked great. Bryce Young, the quarterback, looked great. The run game looked great. Defense was incredible. I mean, what they hold Miami to? Yeah, it was 44 to 13. 13 points? Yeah, 13 points. So. Yeah, and I mean, Miami's no slouch. No, they were right. 14 or 16, what was it? Yeah, I think it was something like that. Yeah. It, it, but the, they're no slouch, but didn't look. they didn't look good. They, they couldn't move the ball. No, not at all. And, yeah, so I think Saban has his guys ready this year, and I don't really foresee. I mean, what we saw LSU, they're not going to beat Alabama. Auburn's got a new head coach and everything. They're probably not going to beat Alabama. Maybe Ole Miss. I mean, they look really good tonight. Who knows about that? Maybe Texas A&M. Yeah, I mean. I'd say those, after what I've seen, and obviously it's a long season, teams can get better, but. Yeah, but Alabama, I mean, they just – they looked like they were back. I mean, they looked like they had just cloned Devontae Smith and put three more of him out there. But it's new guys that, you know, are going to become household names for college football fans this season. They just – it's a factor. Every year they've got five receivers. They've got – you know, Najee Harris was unreal last year, and now they've got another guy, um, Robinson Jr., who had a really good game. And they didn't even. Yeah. And, and the Sanders. 
Robinson had 60 yards. Sanders had 41. I mean, you know, that's 100 yards easy right there. And then another guy at 36. So Alabama is just many running backs. Everybody all over the field. And Bryce Young, who we're like, oh, is he is he going to be good? He's, he's never played in a college football game before. <laughs> Goes out there and just lights it up. It, he, he, it was effortless. He was zipping the ball. He was hanging in the pocket and, like, just throwing darts to guys. Super accurate. I mean, he looked immediately ready, which is a little scary because he's he's going to stick around for a little while. Like he, yeah, it's I mean, not like he's a yeah, it's not like he's a senior ready to leave here. He's going to be terrorizing the SEC these next three years. I mean, no, it's just so they never stop. They never stop. Um, but yeah, Alabama's back. We'll see if anybody can take him down. I I pray to God that my Aggies can give him a game and. Give him the upset because I'll be down there in October for that Alabama A and M game. But yeah, Miami didn't look good. No, and wanting uh, Miami to be back, but they're yeah, they're, never they're never back, and they're always their their name gets them a ranking in the top fifteen, um, and then they end up looking like crap. Well, they need to bring back some guys um, who get into trouble with the law. Yes, they need to bring back some Ray Lewises and those kind of people. They've lost. They've lost and their identity. Yeah, they have. They've lost their identity. They need to go back to, you know, they've turned into Miami. They need to go back to the U. Yeah, that's what they need. Yeah, they are Miami, but we need to get them back to the old school U. U days. I like that. I like that a lot. And another really great game that was on Thursday that I didn't want to forget was Ohio State, Minnesota. Yes. And I really like that the Big Ten had conference matchups this week. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not every, like, week one that conference teams – each other. So, I mean, Tennessee played Bowling Green and, you know, A&M played Kent State, but Ohio State and Minnesota had a, a big matchup. Ohio State ended up winning by two touchdowns, but it was a really good game. Yeah. Really entertaining. It was. Yeah, I was surprised because Minnesota wasn't even ranked. And they, like, held their own. That running back, um, Muhammad, I think is his name, unfortunately, he, like, it was so bad. He was having a really good game. Um yeah, Muhammad. He had 30 carries, 163 yards, two touchdowns. He he looked like, I don't know, he looked like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott for Ohio State a few years ago. And then, unfortunately, he, like, tore his Achilles or something. It really bruised the video. And he's out for the season now. But um, that was a that was a really entertaining game. It was great for Thursday night to get us, to get us ready for the yeah. Saturday slate. And speaking of Thursday night, we also had um, an important game, Tennessee and Bowling Green. We got to see SEC um, play get uh, kicked off by Tennessee. They were the first SEC team to play. Um, Joe Milton didn't look great. God, he's huge though. He's huge. I automatically think he's gonna he's gonna be so good because he's giant. And that's what yeah, that's every ball fan's mentality right there. And he had a good first half. Uh, not like a, a great one by any means, but not terrible. Second half was pretty bad. He only completed. I think it was one of one of eight um, passing completions in the second half, something like that. He was 11 for 23 yeah. with 140 yards and one touchdown. Wow. I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah, it could have been worse. And he had two, uh, was it two touchdowns with his legs? Um, or was it one? I mean, he had two, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it was two. And he had one great play where he's, yeah, I mean, it looked like Derrick Henry out there, stiff one the hell out of somebody. He's huge. He looks like Cam Newton. Yeah. Yeah. I know Cam Newton, he got cut, but, you know, yeah. he looked like college Cam Newton. Fine Cam Newton. MVP. Our, uh, 
You look good. Yeah, I was really impressed. As far as small and tall, yeah, the balls running back. They were lightning. You know, they were just shot out of a cannon. They were yeah. so fast, hitting the holes, making moves, like making guys miss in the second level. Like that was that was a really good sign if you're a Tennessee fan. No, I I definitely was impressed uh, by the running backs. The offensive line looked good. Obviously, it's Bowling Green. They're a bad team, uh, but it, it's nice to be able to. We had, actually kind of looked good. Yeah, he looked decent, and that could be a, a little bit more on these end of not playing the best defense. But, I mean, the the running backs looked good. We had, a, I believe, um, over 300 yards rushing combined because uh, Milton, Milton – uh, well, Yeah, Small and Evans had 116 yards each. Yeah. So, I mean, that's impressive for two guys that, you know, I don't, I, I don't even know what you are, but, like, they went off. Yeah. So there, that's 230 yards just by the two running backs right there, uh, which is nice to see. The defense looked pretty good. Um, it, it's not too great of a test. So uh, I'm really waiting waiting to see this weekend once we play Pitt to see if the defense is, is going to be any good this year. But not a terrible start. Can't uh, complain about a 34-point win or 32-point win, whatever it was. Can't complain about that too much. Um, definitely has some room to improve. but. Good start to the season. Good win for Heupel and his staff. Yeah, it's good for, I mean, unlike uh, the Vandy coach, it's good for the yes. coach to come out on top in their debut. Yeah, and that way you get off to a nice start. Um, but there was one other game that I wanted to get to. Uh, some big names here, Clemson and Georgia. Talk about a defensive matchup there. Big 10 game? I was watching yeah. I mean, what? That was, that was kind of a boring it really was. Yeah. What was it? 13 total points put up? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, one, no offensive touchdowns. No. no. For neither team. No team had an offensive touchdown. Which is insane. Which is weird and to think about. I mean, Georgia, I know they've had pretty good offenses recently, but I mean, when you think of Clemson, you think of points. Yeah. You think of Trevor Lawrence, you think of Deshaun Watson. Those those Clemson teams would just light it up. They yeah. outscored it. And really, the what looked bad to me was the offensive line uh, for Clemson. And DJ Aguilele had no time whatsoever. He was getting killed in the back. He looked like Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl versus the Bucks. He yeah. was just running for his life. Yeah, running for his life the entire time, which uh, I'm sure he didn't enjoy. But, um, yeah, they got some stuff to figure out. And I think Georgia – has some stuff to f- figure out as well, but they at least came out with a win. But like we've kind of been saying, Clemson still isn't out of it yet. I mean, Georgia's been a good chance uh, to be a playoff team or a top finish. Oh, top I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't think this eliminates – obviously it doesn't eliminate Georgia, but Clemson, I think, we saw the ACC didn't look good this weekend. Miami's not back. No. North Carolina took a bad loss. Yeah. Like, Clemson – Clemson getting killed by Ole Miss right trash. I mean, Clemson, uh, I would not be shocked if they just went out the rest of the way and then they're in the playoff, per what we would think already. Yeah. So, you know, and I know I gave the, the take last week that whoever won this game would have the sole possession of the number one seed in the country. Um, but, not, but like we said, Alabama <laughs> did what Alabama does, so I, that was wrong about that. Um it, it, do, it does look good on Georgia, but not number one. So Yeah, I, I don't think – I mean, if Alabama plays like they did every single weekend, they're going to win the national championship. Um, 
and nobody's nobody's going to beat them. And we're going to we'll we're gonna be able to October 9th. I fully have faith. Please. I'd, I'd love that. I'd love to see um, A&M and the boys. Oh, my gosh. Um, but Georgia, God, they've got some, no pun intended, no pun intended, they got some dogs. They do have some, yes, that defensive line. They were, they were just flying around. Sacking, oh my gosh. And they had that pick six, which was the only touchdown of the game. Yeah. Um, they, they looked good. Now, JT Daniels didn't have a great game. Um, but. Yeah, Clemson's on defense. Yeah, they looked good. Their defense looked very good as well, so. Georgia definitely uh, is probably going to win the East. Yeah. They will be the the team from the East, I think. And I know that I think Georgia and Kirby Smart are frauds, which I still do. Um, But right now they're they're definitely the favorites. I mean, I think Florida beat FAU, but it wasn't anything like, you know, out of this world. Yeah, they did. Emory Jones looked good. Yeah, it's not like they put up 90 points. But they're not the Kyle Trask team, which unfortunately, that Kyle Trask game was really fun to watch. That Kyle Pitts and Tony, who's on the Jets now, but um, that team was really good. They have four losses, but this Florida team doesn't look like that one. So, yeah, it's a long season, like we said, but Georgia's definitely at the top in the East. Agreed. There was um, another game. I guess we'll we'll kind of close it. Uh, we'll take a quick break after this and get to the NFL. But one last game that I want to talk about was the Notre Dame Florida State. Mm-hmm. Which was crazy. Really went game. to overtime. Yeah, and Florida State had a big comeback. But I'm speaking, uh, just like we've been talking about some some other upsets and kind of bad looks for teams, Notre Dame didn't look that good defensively. Mm-hmm. In which they have been a a defensive monster recently. In which the departure of Clark Lee to Vanderbilt could have something to do with that. Uh, but mm-hmm. well, not judging by this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> It could, um, and but I think Notre Dame might be in trouble this year. I am always, or I am usually on that boat of Notre Dame as a fraud. And oh yeah, I'll me be, too. Uh, me too. Yeah, like I, so, I'm not a Notre Dame guy. They're all. I mean, ever since they got absolutely trounced by Alabama in that national championship a few years ago, I can never expect them to, you know, exceed the expectations. Yeah. No. So I think definitely down on Notre Dame, Florida State could be decent this year, could be pretty good. I mean, I don't want to take too much away from Florida State because it's not it's not like Notre Dame is terrible. They're definitely frauds and are overrated, but they're still a pretty good football team. So yeah, Florida State. Yeah. A very tough schedule. Notre Dame. They don't even play anybody that's ranked for the rest of the season. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they don't play anybody. So they play Wisconsin, I mean, and they look they got yeah, which uh, um, they play Virginia Tech, the Carolina Killers. Oh, they play North Carolina. They're ranked, so my bad. Yeah, um, really, they don't have a tough schedule. But yeah, Notre Dame frauds. Congrats on the win. Uh, my favorite thing to come out of that game was the McKenzie Milton. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Who didn't he almost uh, lose his leg or something like something crazy, like an Alex Smith esque uh, type injury that was like the quote was, "I've never seen anybody been able to come back and play from an injury like this." You know, that's what they said about him. He, he hadn't played in the football game since 2018. That is crazy. 2018. That's a long time. And he comes in and leads his team to a 
a crazy comeback, goes to overtime with Notre Dame, top 10 ranked Notre Dame. Like respect, yeah, respect. That was uh, that was awesome to see. So that had me excited. That's what's great about college football stuff like that. Yeah, stories like that. I mean, it's just a feel good story. You uh, saw his dad in the crowd was getting emotional mm-hmm. with the uh, yeah. I mean that that just makes you feel good and uh, excited to see what Florida State can do this season. I mean, they, that'd be another team that's uh, been kind of yeah. in the dumps recently. It'd be tough for them to be back. I mean, yeah. obviously. They won the last uh, BCS title. Yes, which was beat a very good Auburn team. Yeah, and almost you know, coming up on three years. Yeah, that's crazy, um, which is hard to believe. But yeah, I would love to see Florida State like be really good again. The ACC has just been dominated by Clemson. Nobody's ever really been able to touch them for the past five years or so. Yeah, but overall, really great first week. A lot of a lot of awesome games in college football. And it's just like, it's just going to keep getting better. I walked outside tonight to um, take my dogs for a walk, and it just, something was in the air. It wasn't potato salad, but something was in the air, and it just made me feel like, wow, here we go. Football in the fall weather, and just everything that's great about it is back. Yeah. I feel like we're getting to that point because, I mean, right now it's, what, 70 degrees outside? Yeah. We're starting to, the temperature starting to drop a little bit. That that smell in the air, you can smell the the maybe it's the the leaves starting to turn. I don't know what it is, but that fall smell in the air. And football's back. Weather's getting a little bit colder. I mean, I love the fall. It just gets me pumped. There's we got Thanksgiving, Halloween, Christmas. We got a lot of stuff coming up. I know Christmas is like uh, several months away, but you know, no, it's that that time of the year. You know, it's getting towards the end of the year. Everybody's like had a great summer and kind of coming coming down off the summer high, but you get back on a high of football. Yeah. So it, um, you get your little break, and then you get it fired right back up once football comes around. So it's, it's been nice to uh, get that back here. Yeah, and also, uh, so my gambling pick for college football, noted huge gambling guy, um, but the gambling pick hit this week. Yeah. So I told you all last week, Take the under of the Iowa and the Indiana game. I think it was like 42 and a half when I gave the pick. Let me tell you the score. Indiana 6, Iowa 34. Hit 40, took the under, well by me. So if anybody was even thinking about betting it, I got you some money. Yeah. And I'll uh, talk a little bit about my picks as well. So I had the under in the Tennessee Bowling Green game, which easily hit. Um, It was 61 and a half. Um, and Bowling Green scored six points, so under easily hit. Uh, my second one was I'm going to give myself a half point here. Um, so Central Michigan played Missouri, and I took a money line, but I also included as a half pick, if you want to take the safe bet here, take the spread, because that's definitely, definitely going to hit. So they did cover the spread uh, of 14 points, um, but they did not win outright. So – Unfortunately, um, did not get a full point there, but I'll give myself half a point. That's good. That's good. It's a first week. Yeah, it's the first week. to be perfect here. So, I mean, it's getting warmed up. I elevated, um, I think I elevated, in I elevated Cincinnati to playoff team. I elevated them from Dark Horse to playoff team. And then when I did that, I elevated Indiana from 
regular team to Dark Horse. That was a dumb take by me because Indiana looked really, really bad. Yeah. So, and I thought they were going to be pretty good this year. Good. I don't know. I just, something about them. They had that guy, uh, Phoenix. Yeah. So yeah. I thought. Phoenix. Uh, pretty good. Yeah. But I was wrong. So, I mean, anyway. what are you going to do? I, I mean, the only thing I can get right is the NFL top 100. So college football, if I miss something, that's okay. Yeah. And um, it's like you said, it's a long season. There's plenty more picks to be made, so, mm-hmm. so we won't we won't get uh, too down on ourselves yet. Yeah. There's uh, plenty plenty of times to be correct. A couple of uh, big games next week. We've got Oregon and Ohio State at noon. Yeah, so that's going to be a fun one. What time does Tennessee play next week? Uh, I noon, well, noon kickoff for Knoxville time. Okay, so oh, yeah. Eastern time. time, time I was time. just wondering what you. So you'll be at the game, but I'll be at home um, watching. So we got Oregon, Ohio State. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any other big names. I the the in-state Iowa matchup, uh, Iowa versus Iowa State. Um, two schools in the same state going at it. That'll be interesting. Uh, the school that Austin plays, our our favorite buddy uh, Seth Coggins. They play <laughs> they play the Arkansas Razorbacks. So. I know Seth is excited about that one. Yeah, if, you, if you read his blog, he predicted Arkansas to win that game. So, and also every other game this year. So, um, Seth, we hope he, uh, I especially hope because I cannot stand that ugly school and with that terrible orange in Austin. Um, but I hope the Razorbacks can pull it out. And, uh, I'm trying to see what else we got a, a, a uh, a logo school matchup. I, you know, I didn't realize this. A lot of schools in the Big Ten, their logo, it's literally just a letter. Yeah. I, I mean, think that it's very creative. On their maybe it's like a old school type of thing that they want to do. know how to draw characters, yeah. characters back then. And so now they just kind of kept it the classic logo. Yeah. So anyways, we've got a W versus an M, Washington versus Michigan. Washington, I thought, might be better this year, but they lost, I think. Yeah, they um, did. Didn't look good. So yeah, some cool games. I think all the other, uh, you know, big players are playing no names. Uh, Texas A&M is playing Colorado in Denver. Technically a neutral side game, so that'll be something interesting. Um, so, yeah, next week will be fun. But the biggest thing on my mind for next weekend is the NFL. Yes. So why don't we take a quick break here? And then uh, we'll get into the NFL after we come back. Would you like to advertise with Paydirt Sports? If so, send us a message at our Twitter at Paydirt underscore sports, our Instagram, Paydirt Sports one word, or our website, paydirtsports.blog. Just hit the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks. All right, everybody, we are back here in the studio, Paydirt Sports. You know what it is. Um, so we're talking, <laughs> you know, we're talking a little uh, NFL here. We got the uh, week one schedule pulled up, um, and to kick us off, we have Buccaneers Cowboys Thursday night opener. Thursday night opener. I'm uh, I'm excited about this one. Cowboys are going in town down to um, Tampa Bay. Brady, 44 years old, still going strong. Uh, Cowboys. Have everybody back, it seems like. Dak's back. Mm-hmm. Offensive line is healthy. We need Dak to have a good game. He's my fantasy quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, it'll be a cool game. God, the NFL. I'm just a huge NFL guy, so 
that's I'm just looking forward to, you know, watch these professionals and these grown men hit each other in the face yeah. for a lot of money. No, that's going to be very fun to watch. Um, Titans are playing, of course. We're playing Arizona. But uh, we can kind of run through some other big matchups here. So we have another AFC South big-time matchup. Two hard-hitting teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Houston Texans. I think the Texans take that game. Dude, I don't even know. Like I said a couple weeks ago, I have no idea. I didn't even think the Texans were going to play this year. Yeah, I thought they – Tom Watson is on the depth chart listed as other or like, you know, you've got QB1 to Rod Taylor, who is, I feel like, been on like seven teams in the past two years. But good for him for winning the starting job on the Texans. But, yeah, it's to Rod Taylor, one, some other guy, two, and then another guy, three. And then way off on the side of the depth chart, it is other Deshaun Watson. So, I mean, I don't even know what's going on down there. Houston has created a monstrous conglomerate of every washed-up guy who's still in the NFL but still David Johnson. They've got David Johnson. Because when you hear that name, you're like, oh, my God, fantasy king. But David Johnson hasn't been good. Mark goal. Ingram. Mark Ingram. <laughs> Rex Burkhead. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I just don't know what the Texans are going to do. I, I, don't, I don't really care who wins this game. There are the other AFC South teams. Um, but it, it would be it'd be cool to see Trevor Lawrence do well. Yeah. Just so he can have his hopes up for when the Titans play them and then we can crush them. We can give them a soul-crushing loss. Uh, I agree. Yeah. But uh, we got the Chargers at Washington. I'm running through all the noon games here. That'll be exciting to see two young teams going up against each other. Washington's got good defense. I think the football team is good. Yeah. I think. In that division, their division is wide open. The NFC beast. Yeah. Yeah. It's anybody's NFC beast right now. Um, We also have the Seahawks at the Colts. Definitely hoping for a Colts loss there. Yeah, Russell Wilson's going to be. Yeah. So. As Titans fans, you know, we want the division. So it would be great to have the Colts, Colts lost there. And, yeah, well, honestly, you know, Carson Wentz plays because I want him to do poorly. Yeah. You know, I think he is. I think he's back. I think he is. Yeah, I think he is back. Um, surprisingly, their their timetable was early, which I feel like in the NFL usually that doesn't happen. Um, so looks like he's going to be back early. I don't think Wentz is really any good anyway. Um Colts defense should be pretty good, but the offense I'm thinking is going to be pretty good. No, they have a good defense. Their their front their front seven on defense is really good. Yeah, of course Buckner. Yeah, and Darius uh, Leonard. Yeah, those guys are really all pro talent. So I will give them that, but I hope they lose. Yeah. Um, and then we also have the Jets going down to Carolina to play the Panthers. Oh, Sam, Sam, Sam Darnold revenge game. I mean, that's big time. We get to see Zach Wilson uh, yeah. make his debut yeah, and then see. You know, usually you see the Jets on the schedule. I'm not watching that game, but I kind of want to watch this game. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely going to want to watch this game. Um, it's going to be fun to see what Darnold does, fun to see what Zach Wilson does. Really a lot of uncertainty in that matchup. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well, I probably won't even be able to watch. No, we'll be um, watching the Titans. I will be in Nissan Stadium at the Titans game. So. But I, I need to get back on my NFL red zone. I need to yeah. purchase that again for the season. So maybe I'll have it on my phone or something while the Titans game is happening. I mean, you'll definitely be invested in the Titans game. I if, yeah, if, if you're I, there. I will soak it all in. Yeah. So we've got uh, the Vikings traveling down to Cincinnati to go play the Bengals. Um, Joey Burrow's back. 
Jamar Chase has been playing too well, but he's still got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Good weapons, sir. And I don't even know, for, for like us really big football fans, a uh, guy, a sleeper guy, really good last year, um, Trey Hendrickson, who played for the Saints last year, was like, I think he was like two or three in league with sacks in the league last year. Really? And he's on the Bengals now. He's awesome. He's a big, white, defensive end, outside linebacker. He doesn't wear gloves. And he just, oh, just oh, last year, he was just like terrorizing every quarterback that they played. And now he's on the Bengals. So I hope he does well there. Um, the Bengals handed the Titans a terrible loss last year. We don't have to talk about it. But I would like to see the Bengals do well because I do like Joe Burrow and I do like Trey Hendrickson. So. Yeah. Yeah. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins is just a goofball. He's He can be really good and he can be really bad. So I don't know. Yeah, you never know what you're getting with Kirk Cousins. They've got a good defense. Or a, a Dalvin bad. Cook probably will do really well. Yeah, Dalvin Cook will do well. They do, they um, Their backup, uh, Alex, uh, is it Alexander Madison? Matt Mattison. Yeah, he's the backup. Um, he's hurt right now, um, and I think their third string got hurt as well. So I believe Dalvin Cook is the only healthy running back on the roster. Oh, we're probably going to see uh, some passing plays then. <laughs> so Justin Jefferson, Thielen, if you got him on your fantasy team, on your fantasy mm-hmm. team, definitely start him week one. Yeah. Um, but the next new game, obviously, what we're most excited to talk about here yeah. is the. Titans facing the Arizona Cardinals um, with a lot of former Houston Texans on that team. Yeah, really J.J. Watt. Um, That's so odd. And then uh, what should have been a former Titan, unfortunately, retires. Malcolm Butler. Now, I don't know what's going on with him. You know, the reports came out that he's just dealing with some personal issues and he's on, like, the reserve slash retired list. It's well, I mean, I really feel bad for whatever was going on with him. I hope he's okay and his family. But also, this is really good for the Titans. Yeah. The, the Titans the Titans haven't been able to practice with their first team offense in one piece, like, at all during training camp, and they didn't play in the preseason. So we're going to hope that they're clicking on all cylinders be, because they haven't played together. But, it's, but Malcolm Butler being out is really good for the Titans because you've got – the two-headed monster receivers, Julio and AJ, and then obviously you got to worry about Derrick Henry. But if Malcolm Butler's not playing, I don't know who their backup cornerbacks or the other guys are. Yeah. But I'm feeling like Tannehill is going to terrorize that Cardinals. Well, Patrick as long as Peterson is now on the Vikings, so they don't even they don't have him. Yeah. And he's really good, but I mean, he's kind of he's had a drop off. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. had a drop off. But yeah, the the Cardinals defense, their secondary. Yeah, but, uh, the Cardinals have a good D line. I mean, they've got that stupid idiot JJ Watt, who I can't stand, even though he's really good. They've got him; he's old. They've got Chandler Jones, who's a sack machine, yeah. um, and a couple other guys, I think. But as long as the Titans' offensive line can hold up, which we will have Taylor Lewan, Roger Sackle, Ben Jones, Nate Davis, those four, they're so, they're good. Right tackle is a question mark. I don't even know who's going to start because it's going to be Sam Braylo, maybe. They, the depth yeah. chart came out. Same very low, right? Doesn't they, they, listed, they came out the depth chart, and right tackle has a three-way tie. They just had slashes in between. It wasn't one, two, three. It was Sam Brylo, Essenberry, and Lamb. So I don't know who's going to start. But otherwise, if the Titans line can hold up, 
That's why I really wish we didn't let Kelly go. I don't know why we did that and whatever, but Raiden's has been moved to right guard apparently. He's the backup right guard. It is not being very good apparently. So but we can hold hold back Chandler Jones and JJ Watt and Tannehill can sit in the pocket and deliver passes to AJ or Julio against that secondary, we're gonna be we're gonna be so fine. And we're forgetting that the Titans had like the most points and the most the best offense in the NFL last year. Yeah. They were better than the Chiefs. So I'm excited for it. I'm gonna be there. First full Nissan Stadium game in like two years. Um I'm so excited. God. Titans have had one of the top five highest percentage increases in ticket sales. Um, out of all the franchises, well, hopefully they're going to be able to let people in the games. Yeah, I don't know. You didn't go to that preseason game, but I went to the last preseason game, the only one at home, a couple weeks ago, or last weekend, whatever it was. Was it the Bears? Yeah, first Bears, Justin Fields. I got to the game like 30 minutes early, and they had, oh my God, it was just a nightmare trying to get in the stadium. They have like 10 of those metal detector booth things open. They have 10 of them at the one gate I was at, and only four were being used. So there was like thousands of people that didn't get into the stadium until like, you know, midway through the first quarter. It was ridiculous. So I hope they can get that figured out. I'm going to show up to the stadium early so I can get in. Um, but it's going to be yeah, awesome. Crazy. It's going to be awesome to like be in a real big, you know, normal football game again. Yeah, a real NFL regular season game. NFL's back. Um, but the Titans talk later. Yeah, Titans. The Titans minute. The Titans minute. For our homers out there. So we've got a couple of couple of noon games left here. 49ers, Lions. Um, I don't think golf is going to do too well with Detroit. I think San Francisco's got their defense back in order. I'd take San Francisco in that one. I think they're bouncing back this year. Lions not going to be very good. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, Lions are the Lions are going to Lions, but they do have Dan Campbell. Yeah, which who is just a who's a football he's guy. A football guy. He really is. If Dan Campbell needs to, he'll put on a damn hill and go out there and hit somebody. Yeah. So the Lions might need him. Yeah. He can suit up. Yeah, he'll, he'll be the coach on and off the field. Yeah, a player coach. A player coach. Yeah, who's probably 100 years. Yeah. I don't know if that was a thing back in the day, but. Um, Basketball it was. NFL. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, there's definitely some NFL guys that have done. We'll, we'll have to uh, go look that up. But that's probably a Niners win in my book. Yeah. I, mean, I, want, I want the Lions to do well because it's sad they suck so bad, but their um, story would be cool. Franchise. I mean, they were original, like, NFL team. Yeah. The, they have legends. Yeah. They have Megatron, but, Barry Sanders. They got Super Bowl. No. No Super Bowl. Yeah. Still, they you know, suck. Oldest franchises. Yeah, but it would be cool. Yeah. I like the I like the Niners. I always have since I was a kid. I said it. They've got great uniforms. I would like them to kind of have a blowout so I can see Trey Lance play. Yeah. So I mean, I see. see what happens. Um, next noon game we have is Bills Steelers. So I'm a little bit. I think the Bills are a little overrated. They had a great year last year, um, but I think it's kind of one of those things where you got to come regress to the mean a little bit. Come back down to Yeah, I think the Bills are still a good team, but they're not as they're not going to be as good as they were. Uh, Steelers are not going to be that good. No. I, feel, I don't know. Big Ben, is, Big Ben has been on a diet. That is true. New and improved Big Ben. They're in such a tough division. Than Tom Brady. I mean, the, apparently he has been eating healthier. 
Yeah, he, he has slimmed down a little bit. He only eats four almonds and one tomato a day. So I don't know. I would. Uh, I don't like the Steelers, but I mean, I I do like Najee Harris, and they kind of a crazy move to take him first round. A terrible offensive line, but what are we gonna do? Yeah, I, I would like to see him play well, but I don't think the Steelers are very good. The Bills, I think, will win that game. But are we going to see Josh Allen maintain his like unreal playing abilities this year, or will he kind of like you said for the whole team come back down to earth? I don't know. Something to watch out for. Yeah, definitely something to watch out for. I'm more on the side that they're coming back to earth, Josh Allen included. But God, that offense is so good. Yeah, Stephon Diggs is good. Diggs, and they've got Colby Beasley. Um, they've got Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Those two guys are. They've got I mean, two good running backs. NFL is full of unreal running backs, but those guys are those guys are really quietly really good. Yeah, agree. And and a, a former classmate of mine, Dawson Knox, at the tight end. So Hopefully he keeps doing well. If he does, he'll probably get a big contract at the end of the year. Yeah, he has been. He's been playing really well. He's pretty much locked up their number one spot. He's locked up their number one spot at the tight end. He's been doing so well that they let go of a couple veteran guys, and he's he's the man there. So good for him. Um, yeah, shout, out to, shout out six one five. Shout out six one five. You know, in another world, I'm probably out there on the field playing for somebody. <laughs> I'd probably be a, a life. strong safety Harrison Smith for the Vikings type. That's what I would be doing. I can see it. I can see it. Um, and then the last noon game we have here is Eagles-Falcons. Another two uh, kind of crap teams. Uh, a bird. Both bird teams. Yeah. The bird bowl, you could say. Mm-hmm. The bird bowl. Um, I don't even know what to call on this game. Both teams are bad. I'll root for the Falcons because of Art Smith. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully as um, well. Um, Cal Pitts. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I see Cal. I want to see. I, I did. He's on my one of my fantasy teams, so I hope he does well. He's yeah. awesome. So yeah, he's a freak of nature. Yeah, that's a bit gross game. Though. I don't know. I think both of these teams suck. But who would who do you think would win in an actual fight between Rivers? Would a Falcon beat an Eagle? I I don't think so. But Eagles are. Bigger than Falcons. Oh, that's what I think. Yeah. I've seen Bald Eagle. All their talents. So I think I think if it was a legit bird matchup, an Eagle would win. So I think the Eagles will beat the Falcons. All right. We'll go with that. I'll I'll stick uh I'll stick with your claim and say that uh, an Eagle would beat up a Falcon. Eagles mm-hmm. will win. Mm-hmm. Um now moving on to the three o'clock games, the three twenty-five games. We have Browns going down to Kansas City, two high-powered offenses. That's going to be a big AFC matchup. Um, two probably top five to seven teams in the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, top and definitely probably top five, top six, seven teams, and obviously the Chiefs. And, and the Buccaneers are favorites to win the league, but yeah. two uh, two giant AFC teams. Like this is a put your money where your mouth is type game. Agreed. And I'm going to take the easy route. Chiefs are probably going to win this game. It's tough to go to Arrowhead and win. I mean, every everybody says that, but that's one of the hardest teams to go in, or one of the hardest places to go in and win. Browns are good, but not good enough to beat Kansas City at home. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Browns have a really, really good defense, I think, as far as AFC teams go. You know, they got Miles Garrett. They've got, you know, 
they've got they've got like a bunch of like really good defensive backs and like their backup cornerbacks I think are first or second round picks. So yeah, they've got a good defense, but can you stop the Andy Reid like machine? Yeah, offensive machine. He's probably going to come out with some crazy play like he always does in the first several games of the season. Patrick Mahomes is probably going to like throw with his foot to Tyree Kill and it'll go a million yards and you know, for a thousand points. So I don't know. Uh, I'll probably stick with you on that one. The Chiefs will take it, but I would love to see the Browns. If they pull up an upset, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So the next game we have is Green Bay going down to New Orleans playing the Saints. Famous Jameis. It's his time to shine. So I'm not a big Aaron Rodgers guy. I kind of think he's a little douchey. So I'm going to ride with Jameis on this one. I want to see Jameis go out there, throw four touchdowns, 350 yards, have a catch four of those touchdowns. I love Kamara. He's so awesome. Yeah. Um, he's gonna he's gonna do well, and I think the uh, Saints are gonna do well. Packers are always tough to beat, but it's gonna be a home game. Everybody's gonna be fired up. Week one, Saints are taking. Yeah. Are they are they going to play that game in New Orleans because of the games? Um, that is a good question. I don't know. I no no no. I think I think actually I saw this. They're playing that game in Jacksonville. Oh, I think you're right. They moved that to um, let's neutral site. Neutral site. Let's get this is like the Chick Fil A kickoff game of the NFL, or the the Duke's mayonnaise bowl of the NFL week one. Did you see someone? I was. It was um, JD JD Clausel. If uh, you're familiar with him, Will's uh, brother-in-law was talking about um, at the Duke Mayo Bowl. A fan dumped an entire gallon jar of Duke's mayonnaise. He was doing the, uh, the pre-2021 Ben Roethlisberger draft. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there were multiple videos I saw, not even the same game where people were eating mayonnaise. I don't know what's going on. Do they know something about mayonnaise that I don't know? I don't know. Maybe not. But, yeah, that neutral side game for the Packers and the Saints. Weird. Uh both? Okay. Yeah. We'll say. Packers fans expect a big turnout for Saints game in Jacksonville. So the Packers are saying they're going to travel. So here's my take. The Saints are an indoor turf team. The Packers are an outdoor team. Yes. They're playing in Jacksonville, which is an outdoor stadium. Uh, Packers are going to take this one, I think. All right. We're on opposite uh, sides there. So one of us from Pater will be right. Pater gets a win. Yeah. Um, We're always right. Next game we have is Denver Broncos going up to the New York Football Giants. Um, another gross game. I think the Broncos. Um, Teddy Bridgewater started. I'm going with the Broncos. They're going to go up to New York. Defense is back. Denver's taking that game. They have a good defense. They have yeah. really good defense. And Teddy Bridgewater confirmed two gloves. Yeah, two no, gloves. Two, two gloves, Teddy. Teddy, two gloves. I mean, Teddy, two gloves. So, yeah, a gross game. I, I really, this season, I mean, a storyline, if you're a, a Giants guy or an NFL fan, is Daniel Jones the guy in New York? I guess we find out this year. Assuming he doesn't get injured or something. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't know what to think about this game. Probably. I'm probably going to go with you. 
Our defense. Our defense. And New York doesn't really have a great offense. So. The last three o'clock game we have is the Miami Dolphins going up to play the New England Patriots. Um, I think Miami wins this game. I think Mac Jones has a, a rude awakening to the NFL. I think Miami's defense is very good, and they are going to welcome Mac Jones to the NFL um, in a rude way. It's a, it's a hard smack him in the mouth, and it's going to be a tough night for him, and the Dolphins are going to win that game. It's the Alabama QB Bowl. Yes, it is. The Tua Mac Jones. Because I think the news came out after we last week that the Patriots cut Cam. Yeah. Cam Newton. So Cam Newton is without a job now. Um, is he turning events? Bill Belichick likes what he sees out of Mac Jones. So yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, Dolphins are, the Dolphins have a really talented roster. Like they're, if they got to prove it this year, it'd be a top team in the AFC if they, if they play well. I think, I still think Tua isn't any good, but maybe he'll prove me wrong. But it will be a fun game to watch with two young quarterbacks, both from Alabama. Um, and, you know, the Dolphins have those weird colored uniforms. Maybe that'll have something to do with it. If there's a bunch of guys running around, I don't know what color they're going to wear, but if they're running around a bunch of teal, Mac Jones might get nervous and throw it at something teal. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, then the night game that we have is the Chicago Bears going to play the Los Angeles Rams. That is another big time, big time game. Um, I think Stafford is a big night. Bears are in for a rough night. The Rams are going to take care of business. Um, Andy Dalton starting for the Bears, so it's it's not going to be good. Eighty fourteen, yeah, eighty fourteen. So I mean, I, I I think I hope Staff. I like Matthew Stafford. Rams have a really really good defense. You got Jalen Ramsey. You got Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, you got the superstars. Andy Dalton, you know, he's been a good quarterback in the league, a, a bingle, bingle for life in my eyes, but I don't think he's going to be able to do it against the Rams defense. No. So, probably but, but if you're, if you're, if we're going with the same logic, a bear would absolutely beat up a Ram in an in a, in a, in a yes. fight. If it were. A grizzly bear against a uh, ram, I'd say a bear's going to win 99 times out of 100. So, yeah, I'll, I'll take the bears on this one. Andy Dalton is going to uh, have a uniform malfunction. His helmet is going to fall into a million pieces after one hit from Aaron Donald. So then Justin Fields will play, and then he'll lead them to victory. That's my take. We're going on the animal logic. And you can take the rams so that they are right in one way or another. I love it. I love it. We might just have to take opposite picks every time now. Um, and that way we can say pay dirt sports record is a hundred percent when it comes to picking games. Mm-hmm. So that could be a good strategy, but yeah. that's it for the regular games. But we can't forget, of course, the Monday night game. The Baltimore Ravens going to play the Las Vegas Raiders. A uh, Raider would win in a in a matchup between a Raider and a Bird. I don't know what a Raider is. It's kind of like a, it's kind of like a Buccaneer. It's similar to a Buccaneer, I think. It is. I think I think a Raider is just like a a pirate on drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a house that he lives in. A pirate, I think, they have a ship, and then they sometimes go back home for like three days when they're not at sea. But a Raider is just a guy who he 
doesn't have a home and he just kind of takes somebody else's home wherever he goes. Yeah. But any back to real sports, I I love Monday Night Football. It was really awesome as a kid. I look forward to watching Monday Night Football. The the intro with the Hank Williams. Yes. That was always something so much. It just got you feeling like yeah, yeah. football. Yeah, it was a school day, all day from Monday and but you got you got to go eat some dinner and watch a, watch some awesome Monday night football. Yeah, I'm not here. Just watch football. Yeah. So yeah, get it done in the morning on the bus or whatever it is. You'll figure it out later. You need to be watching for you young Peter, pay dirt um, nuggets, groundhogs, were roots out there. Watch the Monday Night Football. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely have Stay to. Stay in school. Stay in school. Stay in school. Do it, but don't think about it on Monday nights. Um, but if you want to be a real like NFL fan like we are, you've got to just pay attention to Monday night. And I can't stand the new Monday Night Football uh, commentating crew. Steve Levy on ESPN. I think he stinks. I hate watching them call the games. But the Ravens and the Raiders should be a fun matchup. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Uh, former MVP. I, I don't. I really. I really don't know what to think of him. I just. I don't know. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. But and the Ravens have some injuries on offense. So take me Dobbins. They're, they're first and third running backs. They're out for the season. They got into so Gus Edwards. That is he's the guy. And apparently they're working out Le'Veon Bell. They, oh, they I saw that. Yep, I saw they were and Devontae Freeman too. Oh, so okay. Who uh, kind of washed up old names? Yeah, maybe even I don't know what Todd Gurley might be, and maybe they'll give him a shot. But it should be a good game. I mean, Raiders have just been trying to get over the hump for the last few years, and they got John Gruden, they've got Derek Carr, and they just get some pieces here and there. But they've got Waller, great tight end. Yeah, Waller, awesome. But and they've got um, Henry Ruggs from Alabama, and they feel like feel like they have another receiver that I'm forgetting. It's good, but it should be a fun Monday night game. I mean, I love Monday night football. Yeah, Monday night football is something to look forward to. Um, I think the Ravens take it. They're, I just think John Gruden has kind of run his course. The team hasn't seemed to get better. They don't seem to be going in the right direction. But who knows? But I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking the Ravens take it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think I think this could be an upset where the Raiders come out hot. Week one because I saw that the Ravens they they the past I think two years have run the ball more than any other yes. team even the Titans who run the ball all the time they run yeah, the, the Ravens are the their quarterback runs the ball yeah. so much the teams are running the ball and with the first and third string running backs going out for the season the game plan changes be tough to make Lamar Jackson throw it and I'm still not sure if he can run very well so the Raiders I think have a shot to uh, one up them on Monday night. I like it. The Raiders uh, maybe can steal one. Um, but I want to do one final thing here before we uh, shut us down. Maybe a hot take for the NFL season, something that you're interested in. Uh, just really maybe a little a nugget that you have about this upcoming season that you're excited for. I'll kick us off here. So, we were just talking about the Dolphins' defense, and a little bit earlier I was mentioning how the Bills are going to regress to the mean a little bit. The Dolphins are going to win the AFC East. The Dolphins are going to outperform the Bills this season. 
The Dolphins' defense is legit. Tua is going to be a lot better than he was last season. Oh boy. I'm telling you, double-digit wins. What? Double-digit wins. Plus 17-game season, so. Yeah, you can still. Yeah, look, I'm not too, 10 and 7 is not that crazy for the Dolphins this year. The new 9 and 7. Yeah, so I think they rival the Bills this year and steal that division. It's going to be close because the Bills are still good, but there is not, they're not going to be as great as they were last season. So that's my, my hot take for the upcoming NFL. That, that, I mean, that's on fire. <laughs> Double digit wins for the Dolphins, that's on fire. I mean, it's not going to be the Patriots, so. Well, I mean, we think. Yeah. You know, with Bill Belichick. The the age-old argument is still ongoing. We won't know for a while. Was it Brady or was it Belichick? It looks like Brady now, but we'll see. It's not going to be the Patriots, but Dolphins taking over the AFC East. I, I like it. I like it. It's spicy. Laying it down. Um, gosh, you know, I, I have a lot of stuff to look forward to for this season, but um, I think I'm going to roll with it. The Cowboys are back. Cowboys are back. The Cowboys are back. I think the Cowboys are Well, their, their O-line is healthy. Dak Prescott yes. is healthy. Yeah, they've got some young studs on defense. Yep. And they've got, like I said, I think last week, I think CeeDee Lamb is going to go off. Yeah. Really good. And Amari Cooper is – Yeah. They've got, they've got great weapons. They've got they weapons. And like you said on the defense, Micah Parsons, yeah. young talent linebackers. Look, yeah, they've got a solid like defensive line too. They've got Demarcus Lawrence and um, some other guy that I can't remember right now. But I think the Cowboys are back, and I think they're going to make the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, and like we were talking about earlier, the NFC beast is kind of up for grabs now. The Washington Football Team could be pretty good, but the Cowboys definitely, if they're going to grab it, this is kind of a year to do it. It's time, yeah. I mean. Jerry Jones has just been throwing money at everything, so if they do it this year, I think they're going to make the playoffs. It's between, I mean, they're going to have a real, you know, big battle in that NFC beast with the football team, who I also think is really good, even though it's the football team, but whatever. I think the Cowboys are going to do really well this year. They're going to turn uh, the hard knocks into a thing that aids teams instead of holds them back. There's not going to be a hard knocks curse if there has been in the past. It's going to be reversed with the Cowboys. Love it. Love it. Um, but I think that's pretty much all I got. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to check us out on Twitter at paydirt underscore sports. Uh, Instagram, we're also posting on there a lot. One word, paydirtsports. Then as always, go check out the website, paydirtsports.blog. Um, and this podcast will be available at Spotify. Um, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcast, you'll be able to find us. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, good, good episode. We're we're uh, we're holding it down here without our newly married man, and he's having a good time on his honeymoon. Uh, I this was fun. This yeah, was fun. It was great. Yeah, it was great. To, we we weren't gonna let the uh, Nuggets, Worms, Groundhogs go without an episode. No, so Reese and I were able to hold it down without one yeah. of our fearless hosts. Yeah, Biggest football brands in the Southeast are giving you everything that we have tonight. Awesome. Tell, tell your friends about us. Tell your grandparents. Tell your bus driver. Tell your sandwich guy who gives you sandwiches. Tell them all about us because, you know, people need to know what we have to say. Yeah. They need to hear it. They need to hear we're, it. We're making things better out here in the world. So thanks for listening, guys. We love doing this. 
Um, if you, like we say every week, DM us or something. If you've got a topic or you you, you want to be a, a guest on the show, I think we need to have a guest. Yeah. Guests and merch. Yeah. Once, once we kind of, you know, get our feet on solid ground, I mean, this is only what episode seven, I think. So we're still getting the hang of it, but I think we're doing well. I mean, we want to make some merch. We've got to get some cool hats and shirts. Yeah. And have a little, you know, merch reveal um, for all our fans. Giveaways. But stuff to look forward to in the future, Tim. Thank you guys again. Reese, it's been fun. We'll see you guys next time. Pay dirt out. Pay dirt out.